0: Welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, please rise as you are able for our opening hymn. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's Word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. O God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
1: The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Trinity is from Jeremiah chapter seven. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your deeds and I will let you dwell in this place Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice one with another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless or the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after other gods to your own harm, then I will let you dwell in this place and the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. Behold, you trust in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, make offerings to Baal, and go after other gods that you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered, only to go on doing all these abominations? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, I myself have seen it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Thanks. Be to God. Hmm?
1: Epistle is from Romans chapters 9 and 10. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is, a righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel, who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law? Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works, They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God, and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.
0: Written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. The Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke, the nineteenth chapter. Glory Glory to to you, you, O Lord. Lord. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that even you had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in in you because you did not know the time of your visitation and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold saying to them it is written my house shall be a house of prayer but you have made it a den of robbers and he was teaching daily in the temple and the chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him but they did not find anything they could do For all the people were hanging on his words. This is the Gospel of our Lord.
1: Praise Praise to you,
0: O Christ. Christ. The Nicene Creed. I believe believe in in God, 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 the the Father Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, things visible and invisible, and 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 in in one Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The wrath of God. In Luke's gospel, Jesus enters the temple. It's after his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, probably Monday. Before that, there's been healings, there's been miracles, dinner at Zacchaeus' house where he ate with sinners and tax collectors. And on a donkey, mild, meek Jesus rides into Jerusalem. The next day, bam, the wrath of God comes forth. He walks into his father's house, into his house. And they're selling and trading and all manner of sinfulness. And he drives them out. This wrath spills out on those living and acting contrary to God's law, to his. 10 commandments to those who sin. We have other Old Testament examples of God's wrath. I, I might argue the largest one was the flood itself where the entire world except Adam and his sons, eight souls were saved. They were all wiped out by the wrath of God over the wickedness that had come over the world. And also, some might say Mount Sinai, but Sinai wasn't wrath, it was God shielding his people and hiding himself, veiling himself in a cloud for their safety. But certainly, we see it in Exodus 32, wrath burning because of the golden calf. People destroyed by their sinfulness, by God. Destruction of the temple in 70 AD, as Jesus predicts, predicts in in the reading of the gospel today was certainly the wrath of God destroying the wickedness of men who had their faith placed in the wrong place it's all scary to believers the wrath of God why scary because we are sinners we sin much and daily sometimes it seems we can do no other We know from God's law, his commandments, that our lives are a hot mess. The trap of the devil, the one he likes the most, is to get us to believe that the cure is in us. He wants wants to lure us into thinking we can appease God's wrath ourselves. We can do better. How do all the New Year's resolutions work out for you? I can do better for a day or two, an hour or so, until that next piece of cake slid in front of me. Yeah, no. That's gluttony, by the way. We believe, according to the devil, that we can be masters of our own sin, of our tongues, of our thoughts. How does that go for us? Ultimately, he wants us to believe that we can do it perfectly perfectly. We don't need Jesus. And sadly, there are some Christians that firmly believe this. They believe that they can attain a point of sanctification in this life that there is no sin in them. How dreadfully wrong. God tells us no one is good. Not even one. You could look to Noah and say, well, Noah must have been good. I mean, he was saved, right? No, Noah was a sinner. He simply trusted and believed in God. God said, hey Noah, there's going to be a flood. And Noah said, yeah, okay. You have to remember, it, it had never rained before the flood. There was a heavy dew that watered everything, but there had never been water that just came from the sky. And Noah said, okay, what do you want me to do? I want you to build an ark. Okay. They probably never had to build a boat before then. Noah built an ark, a huge one. You've been down to see the replica. He had faith in what God had done. Was he ridiculed? Yes. He was laughed at. I'm sure he was scorned by many. And in the end, they saw the wrath of God as it came. The devil wants us to believe our righteousness is attainable on our own. But it is unattainable. We need perfect righteousness. God's wrath still burns against sin. It burns against unbelief what the devil desires there was a plague in luther's day luther believed it was sent by god secondary to sin to punish and chastise and drive people to god and to christ to repent was what was needed and he firmly believed that any suffering from the plague at that time was proper and due because of the sin of the people What of the unrest and the viruses and the fears today? Be it wrath or chastisement, whatever, from God, we deserve it because we are sinful. All is the result of sin, original sin and sin that lives within us, of greed, of lustfulness, of unfaithfulness, lack of trust, unbelief, of covetousness. We can look and catalog our own list of sins. Don't worry about your neighbors. Just try and put the best construction on that eighth commandment. Look at your own sins in your life as a spouse, as a parent, as a child, just as a student, a worker, any station in life God has placed you. The old Adam is desiring to sin. We truly deserve the wrath of God, wrath we cannot really truly imagine. And then Jesus wept as he approached Jerusalem. Totally human response, truly God and man. And why did he, did he weep? He wept for their unbelief, the fact that God literally visiting them in the flesh and they could not see it. They would not listen. He knew destruction was coming. Destruction of the temple, because it was no longer going to be needed. They were called to worship in spirit and faith. And destruction of Jerusalem itself in 70 AD. He was crying, he was weeping, because it was compassion. It's what Jesus did. It's like a parent who weeps over a child that they just can't get to listen it might be wrapped up in some sinful behavior like drugs or some other thing, and they just won't listen. And you know those parents weep in the middle of the night for their kids. A day or so later, he enters into the temple, God's house. He drives out the cellars. One account says he took cords, made a whip, and he's, he, God Almighty, he's standing there with a whip driving them out. Do you realize he could have done it with a whisper? be gone. And they would have just... Remember when the soldiers were arresting him in Gethsemane. And they came and they asked him, you Jesus, the one we're seeking, I am he. And all the soldiers fell backward. Just the I am. I am God. God standing before you. He had that authority. There was no wrath in that moment. Gethsemane. The wrath was coming upon him, upon Jesus himself, flogging, spitting, ridicule, and finally to be taken outside the city and crucified. If not enough, God the Father would turn from him as well as he died, with all of our sin placed upon him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turns his back. On his son because he can't stand to look at the sin the wrath of God upon one man for all men friends in Christ that wrath was taken for you and I say friends in Christ is for you who are baptized died with Christ in the font for you who confess your sins and receive Holy absolution for you who receive Christ's body and blood at his altar to eat and drink for the forgiveness of your sins. You friends in Christ who have had your entire life and death hidden in him. Fear no wrath. Christ has taken it for you. His blood covers all your sins. Are we chastised for sin? Yes to sanctify us, to improve us, to purify us? Do we endure trials? Yes, to build our faithfulness, to drive us closer to God. Maybe if it's only to ask him why, to cry out. Are we like sheep to be slaughtered by the adversary? Yes, but thanks be to God, our resurrection is secure in Christ's own resurrection. Christ is our foundation, our rock, as we just sang, that nothing can shake or move. When Josiah was repairing the temple in Jerusalem, those working found the books of the law. Made me think of the uh, show on TV, Good Bones, where the gals in Indianapolis are redoing houses and they find really weird things sometimes. Where they're cleaning out all of the abominations of the temple and they find the law. And they take it, and they read it to a Josiah. And he tears his clothes, and he repents. And he told him to take it to the prophetess, Huldah. And she says in a message back to him, "'This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, "'Tell the man who sent you to me. "'This is what the Lord says. "'I am going to bring disaster on this place and its people "'according to everything written in the book King Judah has read.'" because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods and provoked me to anger by all the idols their hands have made. My anger will burn against this place and will not be quenched. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the words you heard. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I have spoken against this place and its people, that they would become accursed and laid waste and because you tore your robes and wept in my presence I have heard you declares the Lord therefore I will gather you to your fathers and you will be buried in peace your eyes will not see all the disaster I am going to bring on this place repentance that's what Josiah had he had no doubt been involved in these things and all of a sudden oh oh my gosh He repented, tore his clothes. We live a life of repentance and forgiveness daily because God's wrath has been removed from us. We approach a loving and forgiving father who wants nothing but the best for us. He wants his son for us. Because of Christ, our sins are remembered no more and we are robed in Christ's righteousness. Friends in Christ, have no fear. The wrath is over for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious Heavenly Father, keep us, your baptized children, as the apple of your eye, and hide us in the shadow of your wings. Turn us from all false doctrine, whereby your holy name is blasphemed and profaned. Give ear to our prayers for mercy, and forgive our sins for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, Fill your vineyard with faithful laborers, O Lord. Bless them with your wisdom, that they would be faithful stewards of your mysteries, making known your gracious visitation in your holy word and sacraments, which deliver eternal salvation to those who hear and receive them in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Defend your church throughout the world, O Lord. Give strength to our brothers and sisters in Christ who experience persecution and turn the hearts of our enemies, that they would be brought to repentance and faith and joined to the fellowship of all believers. Lord, in your mercy. Give us hearts to recognize that all we have comes from your gracious provision, and keep us faithful when we have more than we need, that we would be generous in our tithes and offerings and in our assistance of those who need help. Lord, in your mercy. Bless the relief agencies of our Synod, the work of Lutheran Child and Family Services, and all other groups who provide relief and aid to those in need. Let compassion and mercy be their guiding light and give wisdom and discernment to those who administer these agencies that their use of resources would be wise and beneficial. Lord, in your mercy. Bless our President, our Governor, all those who make and administer our laws, all judges, that they might serve our country faithfully and make decisions with wisdom. Defend all who serve in our military, as well as our first responders and those who work in healthcare. Give courage to all of them and their families. Lord, in your mercy. Support and strengthen those who mourn, who are sick or suffering, be with the family of Jack D. McMonagall, the family of Pat Solt, for Larry H., Larry I., for Diane, Phil, David, and Elaine, for Reverend Gary Dwork, for Paul, Steve, Dick, Hayden, and Teresa, for Paul, William, Lauren, and Kurt, for Bill, Ed, Carol, Mary Ellen, and Joni, for Joshua, Shirley, and Bob. For our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, and for all who must endure isolation at this time, we give thanks as well, O Lord, for your gift of of new life, for the baptisms of Bennett and of, of Leo. Be as well with those children yet in the womb and their mothers, especially Alyssa, Maria, and Laura. In the midst of all trials, O Lord, of all life, keep us always focused upon Christ and the everlasting hope we have in him. Lord, in your mercy. Be with, O Lord, all college students who return to school these coming weeks. Be with all teachers and staff, all students, O Lord, protect those who drive even at the Indy 500 this weekend and next weekend, and continue to shower upon us your great and many blessings, Lord, in your mercy. Above all, O Lord, we give you thanks for the great gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, that which he gives us this day in his Holy Supper, as we join together with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven in lauding and praising you. Lift up our hearts, O Lord, that we would rightly receive Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of Sabaoth adored, heaven and earth with full acclaim, Shout the glory of your name, sing Hosanna in the highest, sing Hosanna to the Lord. Truly blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation. If you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trusted in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us by his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was was betrayed, took bread. these rise. Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you both body and soul into life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy your sins are forgiven.
1: Amen. Amen. Let us pray. We have thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.